Hey you, welcome to Morning to Morning Grief Notes. I'm your host and grief coach, Tony B. Martin, and this show is all about helping you move from grieving to healing. This episode is going to be talking about commemorating your loss. This past weekend marked the second anniversary of my loss of my mother. And I wanted to share some ideas for any of you who may be looking for ways to mark a milestone like this, a anniversary of the loss of your loved one. It could be your wedding anniversary or some other significant date to you, their birthday, anything where you don't want the day to go by without doing something to recognize the experience of mourning your grief and to hopefully celebrate them and remember the positive times. So I have formal things that I do on lost anniversaries and some informal things. Um, And I just want to kind of share some of those. For me this year, um, I didn't really do anything special per se. I knew that I wanted to be to myself. I knew that I wasn't in a really uh, social mood as the date approached. So one thing that I did, and I also recommend that you do, is to let folks know, hey, you know, there's uh, this anniversary, this date that's coming up for me. It's going to be a little bit somber or difficult for me. And, you know, I may not be in touch. Um, I may not be available. Nothing's wrong. I'm just taking some some time for myself. Or, you know, I may want to be with you. I may want to spend time with you. I may need you to be there for me that particular day. Whatever it looks like for you, just kind of let your circle know. Because, you know, people worry about you um, as well. And so they think when you kind of go silent, something's wrong. That's not necessarily the case, but you do need to communicate Um, So the people who care about you can support you, whether that's giving you space or whether that's being there for you physically or present or just on the phone. So for me, again, I kind of told my close circle that I wanted solitude that day. I wasn't planning to be very social. It fell on a Saturday. And so, you know, that's typically a busy social day. And I wanted to spend it pretty much to myself So one thing that I did was, I think I mentioned that I I love walking the trail that's in my area, the Silver Comet Trail, which runs from Georgia to Alabama and happens to, you know, have a number of miles of that trail in my county. And last year, um, a little bit, no, I don't know, maybe around this time, I actually started walking that trail and I've truly fallen in love with it. And so Saturday, I just wanted to get out on the trail in nature, in silence, and just really be with my thoughts, be with my feelings. And that's what I did. I had a really, really long walk. It was burning up here in in Georgia, July 1st, of course, but it's cooler in 
the shade of the trees along the trail. So it was just a beautiful time of solitude, not complete solitude, um, because I was talking to God. I was thinking about my mother, um, you know, talking to myself. So it wasn't kind of solo and alone. It wasn't lonely. Um, but it was just a time that I wanted to kind of spend to myself. Um, I think I talked to my sister. And so we were kind of comparing notes on how we were handling the day. And that kind of takes me into the formal things that you may want to do. So one of the things that we focused on was my mother's love of music. And that is just something that's so inherent to her. And she has so many songs that she left us with an artist that she introduced us to. And so it was very fitting on that day for us to kind of play some of her, you know, her tunes that she would call them, her jams. And my sister had actually made a playlist for my mother's memorial with a lot of those tunes. So we found that and were able to enjoy, you know, kind of the memories around her listening to these these songs. So that's a great way to really kind of bring that person back home to you on a milestone is listening to some of their favorite music. Of course, you have the physical things that you can do, such as going to their grave site. You know, maybe you only do this once a year and that day is when you choose to go and have that physical experience of saying goodbye or, or communicating at the gravesite or even someplace that's just special to them. One suggestion that I had for someone who a lot of times when, you know, the matriarchs, the patriarchs of our families pass, that is the family home that kept everyone connected where all the family who's moved away they come to on holidays and special occasions and when they visit and so once that person <clears throat> once the person last person in that home is no longer there people sell this house and they feel that they don't have a connection to that person anymore or you know those family members those memories and so that sense of place is gone and so the suggestion that I had was for this person who lost their mother, you know, was there some place in the neighborhood that was special to them or, or something along those lines where maybe you could do a plaque or maybe you could plant a tree. And we thought about like the library. So there was a library or, or a rec center in the neighborhood. And so that was something that, you know, they were going to look into because then that gives you some place to physically come back to, to physically recognize them. If you have seen any type of public um, developments where they, you know, have commemorative bricks that you can purchase and have whatever inscribed on them, and then that lives in this place. So for instance, where I'm from in Detroit, when they were building the river walk along the Detroit River, you could buy bricks. That's an amazing way to commemorate one of your loved ones and have some place that you can come back and recognize them. Some other physical things are jewelry. So commemorative jewelry, if there's a special piece 
um, that you purchase or, you know, that you particularly wear on that day. Uh, one thing that they have, and I don't know how you all feel about this, but it's an option I'm throwing out there, is they do have jewelry that carries the ashes of your loved one. So it's a mini urn and they have the kit and you put this together and then you have this permanent piece of them that, you know, stays attached to you when you wear this jewelry. Um, I know people can feel a way about that, but, you know, some people think that's a, a beautiful way to carry a piece of their loved one with them at all times. There are other things in terms of places that I'm thinking about. So if there's a place that they loved that you all travel to together, maybe their birthplace, that is a great way to celebrate or commemorate the day by taking a visit, going there on an annual basis to commemorate them. For me, also, I just like to get away during these types of times, uh, partially again, so I don't have the concerns of my day-to-day -day life pressing in on me in a time where I'd like space to really process and grieve and be with my emotions and not have to kind of interact with anybody. So I love going away at times like this. And that's actually where I came up with, you know, kind of the idea for morning to morning, the nonprofit and doing the retreats that will be offered to help people kind of disconnect from every day and to get away and to really focus on their healing. So you don't have to necessarily go to some place that's connected to you and your loved one. It could be someplace completely new every year. You could do that. Um, other things are ceremony. So my cousin actually told me that this is something that she does uh, years and years and years ago around the loss that she experienced. She gets the, the loved one a card and a cake, lights a candle on their birthday and commemorates the day that way. And so I actually did that a few years and I was like, I do not need that cake. Um, so <laughs> I forego the cake and I do a card particularly on birthdays to mark the age um, that my son would have been. So I do a card every year. Um, but this is something that you can totally do on a milestone is get a card and kind of write a letter to share how you're feeling, what you all would be doing if they were still here, how you've been making out without them, what you're looking forward to, what still hurts. And just using that space of writing and that time that are your private thoughts to this person is, is a very um, intense, I would say, experience. And I don't share it with a lot of people. So I'm very shocked that I'm talking about it on a podcast. But it's to help you. And it's definitely helped me, um, especially when I kind of go back and read over those cards and, you know, it's a journal, essentially, of of your loss, of your grief. Um, and it's also a way to still have that experience, you know, a card, um, a letter, the experience that you would have to commemorate that person. So I love that way. Again, it's 
very intense, very deeply personal. I would not share this with a lot of people, um, but it may provide you some peace. Some other things that you can do are uh, good causes. So in Judaism, there's the concept of doing mitzvahs. These are good works. And so a milestone is a great day for you to do something that is for the greater good. So I've seen people do fundraisers, you know, if their loved one died of a particular disease, breast cancer, lymphoma, um, some of those types of things, heart disease, then they may do a fundraiser for that charity that's associated with their loved one's um, diagnosis and loss, because that's super close to them. There's tons of, you know, kind of um, neonatal hospital NICU um, for the infant losses that people will raise funds for. If there is a ministry, if there is a program that helped you or helped your loved one during that time of transition and loss, you could consider doing a fundraiser for them to help pay it forward the way that they have supported you to be able to help support other people. Um, this is also something I've done, seeing people do with a walk, with a run, you know, kind of um, support my run for the day or support my walk. I'm going to walk so many miles and raise this money in memory of the person that I lost on this particular day. If you still have healing work to do, um, I know I talked about the card, but you know, I've mentioned before in a previous episode that the recommended process that I share with people is using the grief recovery handbook. And one of the culminating assignments in that handbook is to write a letter to this person. Now, this is not just a letter where you're just pouring out everything. It has specific parameters and it's really designed to help you complete your grief. And when I talk about completing your grief, I don't mean that you will no longer feel sad. You will no longer feel mournful. You will no longer grieve this person. I don't know that that ever actually stops. But one of the reasons why so many of us struggle with grief is because we feel that things between us and that person are incomplete. So there may be conversations that we didn't get to have. There may be something that we needed to atone for that we never did or something that we were hoping they would atone for that they never did. But there are things that you wish were better, different, or just had a deep connection and charge around it emotionally that you did not get to resolve with that person. And so I would encourage you, if you have not gotten that resource, I cannot stress it enough. That is the one resource that I have come across that is comprehensive in helping you to heal from your grief. And so on your lost milestone, a lot of times it might take a year, two years for you to even come to grips with the loss and be able to think about what you might do on an anniversary. You might, you know, kind of be debilitated. I know in the early years of, you know, losing my son, that day would take me out, his birthday just would take me out. 
And as the years went on, you know, it's, it's another day. I make time to market, but it's not this very consuming experience that it was when it was a lot fresher. So you may not have been able to pick up a pen or pick up a book or start your therapy or really even deal with the loss. And I would love if that's you for you to take the milestone, the lost anniversary to say, this is my line in the sand. This is the day that I'm going to start to feel better. I'm going to start to change for the better and really get to the bottom of, you know, my struggle, my suffering, my pain, um, and start to heal this. And again, I cannot impress upon you enough when I talk about healing, I am not talking about the complete absence of sadness or grief or mourning. Like I said, I don't know that that ever goes away, but there is a mellowing, if you will, from that cute grief that you experience when the loss is very fresh, that grief that, again, is debilitating, is detrimental, where you can't function, you have brain fog, you feel crazy, you're irritable, you're making rash decisions, that phase is not someplace that's healthy for you to be long-term. And so with mellowing, with healing, with work, not just time, because time can pass and you don't actually do the work to heal from your losses, with doing that work, you come to a place where that day, again, is not so detrimental for you. It's not so devastating that you can't function on that day. And that's what I want for you. So I hope this has been helpful. Um, also, some things you can think about uh, that I didn't mention is going to get a tattoo. Again, people feel different ways about that, but that is something that is commemorative, um, permanent commemoration of this person and their place in your life. And that's something to do on that particular day, on that lost milestone. Um, I know that I, you know, have my tattoo uh, marking a loss. I'll probably get another one from my mother. Um, and so that's just something that, again, you know, is, is a way to commemorate your loved one. You can also bring in others. This doesn't have to be kind of solo. So if, you know, you and your family members want to have a picnic, want to have a memorial, you know, um, want to get together on a Zoom call and tell, you know, stories about that person, it's a beautiful way to commemorate them on your lost anniversary or a birthday or a milestone for them. Um, that it doesn't have to be a situation where they're out of sight, out of mind, or that, you know, you can't share this with other people. Um, and it may lift your spirits. So I've loaded you up with a number of ideas. I hope that some of these are helpful for you. I would love to know ones that you have. If I did not mention them, what are some things that you do on your lost anniversary to commemorate your loved one? Was this episode helpful? If so, make sure to subscribe wherever you heard it and be sure to share it with someone who could use help moving from grieving to healing.